From The Daily Oz, I'm Billy Fitzsimons and this is No Silly Questions. It's time for another Thursday Explainer with TDA's resident explainer and certified normal person, as he described himself last week, Tom Crowley. I have a feeling I'm going to regret saying that one, but hello, Billy. (laughs) Tom, we're into week two of the podcast. Are you having fun? I am having fun. The response from the audience has been fantastic. I did have several friends make fun of me for insisting I'm a normal person in the last episode, Uh, but despite that, I'm soldiering on. I'm very excited about today's topic. Let's get into it. So today's topic is what does the government do? And it seems like a very foundational question. Some people would say that that is a silly question despite the name of this podcast. Where are we going to take it? That's right. So I suppose I've phrased the question in a slightly silly way. I'm sure everyone can list a few things that the government does. But what I really want to get at today is as full a picture as we can of what's the government's role? What are all the things that we expect government to do? And why do they do the things that they do? So a bit like last week when we talked about the difference between left and right, we're starting with these big picture foundational questions, I think, because they sit behind so much of the day-to-day stuff of politics. So I guess you've got to kind of start with, with those building blocks. Now, last week, I started out by asking you to give me the simplest explanation you could. I think this week we have to make it a little bit harder. Oh, good. That sounds worrying. (laughs) I'm going to time you. So, you've got 60 seconds to give me a quick explanation and then we can go into the details after that. Sound good? The look on your face, Billy, is suggesting I don't have a whole lot of choice. So, yes, let's do it. All right, your time starts now. All right, so the government does things on our behalf. It gives us the stuff that we want as a society that we can't get as individuals. Some of it is the big stuff. It gives us hospitals, schools, roads, trains, but it does all the little stuff too. At a national level, the government runs the army, but at a local level, it also collects our bins. How does it do all this? It takes our money. Our question today is how does it decide how much to take and how much stuff to do? And the answer is us. Government is an extension of us. In a democracy, we vote for people to make decisions about what to do, what not to do, how much money to take and how much to spend. And essentially, nothing is off limits. We don't have to spend on just stuff we need. We can spend on stuff we like, and we do. We don't just build roads. We build stadiums and theatres and fun stuff. These are all choices that we make, and we disagree on them. In fact, all politics really is, is disagreements about what to do because government is whatever we want it to be and politics is the business of figuring out what that is. How did I do? That was pretty good. I might invite you back next week to come again. (laughs) Thanks. I think I'm going to need to lie down after that one. That's a nice broad overview. Now, maybe to start with, I think you mentioned in there national government, state government, local government. What's the difference between those three and who does what? It's a great place to start so I can take a bit of a breath and speak at a slightly more normal pace this time. I think the first government that most people think about is the national government, the federal government, and then the next level down you've got the state governments and on the bottom rung you've got local councils. Now I think people tend to think of it as the federal government is like the the, the main one and the states are the support acts, almost like the little siblings. Um, historically though it's interesting to note that it was actually the opposite of that. The, the states came first and they set up the federal government by agreeing on a constitution that sets out what it can do. But definitely in practice it is true that over time the federal government has been the one that has just done more stuff and it's eventually ended up with most of the responsibility for a whole range of national issues. And I think crucially it's got the most money. 
So the federal government's the one that raises most of the taxes, $4 out of every $5 that we pay in taxes, we pay to the federal government. And the states are pretty reliant on the federal government for about half of their money. And so I guess money talks, and and that really puts the federal government in in this role as the national leader. Uh, But the states are still really important as well. So they're the ones who run a lot of the -the on-the-ground stuff. They actually operate hospitals and schools and police forces and all that. Um, and then there's the local council. Uh, I guess if the states are on the ground, the councils are kind of in the ground, they, they're doing the real kind of basic level stuff like planting trees in parks and, and taking your rubbish. So they're the kind of three levels that, that our government operates on. All right, so up the top you talked about the two parts to what government does, get money and spend money, and that feels particularly relevant in a week where the federal government has handed down its federal budget. But let's get more specific. To start with, where does the government get the money from? So they get it from us um, through the taxes that we pay. There are three main taxes that the federal government collects. First, there's individual tax or income tax, so that's the money that comes out of your paycheck. Then there's company tax and there's the goods and services tax, the GST, which is a tax on not quite everything we buy, but a lot of things we buy and it gets added into to the price. There's a couple of others. So states tax land. Um, the federal government taxes things like fuel and luxury cars when they come into the country. We tax cigarettes deliberately because we want to make them expensive to discourage people from smoking. So there are all sorts of different taxes for, for all sorts of different reasons. Um, and, and tax is, I guess, not the most exciting topic in the world. Maybe I think for a lot of people it's less exciting than spending. But there's a lot of areas of disagreement and debate in tax. I think it's pretty exciting. Well, at least it's our job to make it exciting. Can you give me an example? Sure. So let's take income tax. Um, So we have what's called a progressive income tax system, where the more that you earn, the higher percent of your pay that you get taxed. Now, there's some loopholes and it's a little bit more complicated than that. But in principle, our income tax, it's not just some, you know, neutral way of taking money from people like a like an exercise in accounting. There's a value judgment in there, right, that we as a society think the rich should pay more than the poor. Uh, and we talked last week about, you know, left versus right and these sorts of value clashes in politics. Well, that's one example there in, in tax that, that people with very different views would, would disagree on. So tax, I think, can be interesting in that sense. And, and the choices that government makes about how to get its money can be quite controversial ones. I should say here as well as uh, that as well as tax, the government can spend by taking out a loan, but debt, again, it's budget week, so it would be a fun time to talk about debt, but I think that's probably a, a story best left for another day. All right, let's get to spending. Yes, let's get to spending. So I'll start with the federal government. What do they spend on? The big three, health, education, and welfare. And then there's defence, there's infrastructure, there's a few other things, but they're the big ones. Um, And as I mentioned before, they also give a lot of their money to the states and the states spend, again, on health and education and infrastructure in particular. They're kind of the big overarching things. Uh, But in reality, uh, I guess I come back to this idea that governments spend on all sorts of random things and there's not really a rule book about what they can and can't spend. I think that's maybe a key point to make. Uh, if if we want it, we can have it, if you like. So, for example, today, you know, we fund the ABC and the SBS. The government runs, you know, news channels and entertainment programming because it's decided that that's something that society should have. There are entire sports like hockey and badminton and a whole bunch of Olympic sports that probably wouldn't survive professionally on their own but survive because the government funds them. So it's not, I guess, just about essentials. We can in reality spend on pretty much anything. And so, so much of the debate 
in politics, I guess, again, coming back to this kind of, you know, clash between values and different visions for what government should do. It's all about this question um, of, of what should and shouldn't the government do. And, and that's kind of, you know, what it's our job to decide when we cast our votes in an election. So you're talking a lot about money, which makes a lot of sense given your background as an economist, but surely that's not all the government is, just money in and money out. What about the things that government does that aren't about dollars but are about ideas or rules or principles? So you're right. I, I've I've focused on money in, money out because I think it's the quickest way to kind of explain the mechanics of what government does and I guess it is budget week and it's front of mind for us. But of course, you know, the government is not just a money machine. It's a, a place where we hash out what kind of society we want to live in. What will our laws be? What can and can't the people who live here do? And, and some of those things don't cost much money at all. So sometimes the, the ways the government touches our lives the most don't really cost money. So government, yes, funds the police, but it's also responsible for deciding how they do their job, who they arrest and for what reason. Government doesn't just fund border security. It decides who can come in and out. It doesn't just fund schools. It decides what will be taught in them. So I, I use the raising and spending framework because I think it's the neatest way to lay it all out. But again, there's, there's no limits to the types of arguments that we can have within that landscape. And our arguments about what government should and shouldn't do, certainly not just limited to dollars, but really to anything that that shapes, again, the kind of society that we want to live in. I think that's maybe a good note to finish on. Great. Well, I know these are the kind of questions that my friends want answers to in the lead up to the federal election. And if anyone listening has any questions that they want us to answer, slide into our DMs at The Daily Oz and we will be in touch. That's all we have time for on this week's episode of No Silly Questions. We will see you next Tuesday where Tom and I will be debriefing the budget. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Billy. (laughs) It's been a pleasure.